If you're trying to make any kind of meaningful, effective change in your life, well, you have come to the right place because that is what my expert guests and I are here to help you do. Welcome to We're Talking Shift. This is the podcast where all we do is talk shift because when we're stuck and need to rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship or an emotional shift, well, the first thing we have to shift, my friends, is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. I'm Lori Bischoff, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get busy. Good day, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of We're Talking Shift. Today, I'm going to do something a little bit different than what I've done before. Um, My sister and her family actually uh, are in town, uh, hanging out with us here in Cody for a while. And we have been talking a lot about our mom. Um, Had she still been with us, uh, she would have just had a birthday recently. And then, of course, Mother's Day is coming up. So she's been on our minds. And now that we've got some quality face-to-face family time, because my sister, for those of you that are not watching on YouTube and are listening, um, she's sitting right here next to me. So we've had all this time together lately. So we've been talking a lot about mom and, of course, with Mother's Day coming up. I, I thought maybe it would be a really nice idea to sort of, uh, uh, I guess, kind of break down some of the things that we've been talking about in reference to, like, you know, if she was still here, I'd be asking her this. Uh, I wish I would have thought to be more curious about that. Um, you know, what we're trying to figure out, like, what didn't we know? What didn't we understand? Um, process what we did know. And, and then we've, of course, talked about what we would do differently had we known what we wish we knew. So anyway, we thought maybe through our conversation, going through those things, um, that, that sharing this would give you all some ideas about how you can do that. Should, should we, um, you know, should you be lucky enough to still have your mom with you? I mean, Mother's Day is coming up and I know it's always nice to do like Manny petties with mom or brunch or flowers and all of that is great. Uh, everyone loves that, but, if our mom was still here, we'd be we'd be going a different route, and I would be asking her a lot of stuff, and I know my sister Teresa would too. So we're just hoping that through our conversation, um, you might we might plant some seeds for you to approach this Mother's Day or any day when it comes to your mom just a little bit differently. And then, of course, um, if your mom's not here with you anymore, we're also going to talk about a few things that. Uh, you could do to maybe find peace if you still have some things rattling around in your head about that. So, all right, I'm ready. Let's just, let's just dive in. This is, this is kind of a new thing for me to do a podcast in this manner. So Teresa, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah. So, all right. I guess the idea here is to, is to remind everyone to show appreciation in a different way, maybe than what you normally do. Again, Mother's Day, and it doesn't matter if it's Mother's Day, it's just always kind of the reminder to do something nice to think about mom, right? But we thought, what if you show appreciation in a different way? Um, And that would be to start by getting really, really curious about your mom and her life. Um, question things that you can ask her, like we've been sitting here talking for a few days now about, man, I wish I would have asked her to share her story. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what were you saying this morning about, you know, what was, what was she thinking before either one of us showed up in the picture? Right. Just, you know, we all know what our mom is like right now, but what was she like before she was a mom? When she was our age, when she was a teenager, when she was even going into college, though, mm-hmm. I mean, what did she do? What did she like? What were her hopes and dreams? And most of us, I don't think, take the time to ask that. Yeah, I uh, I know, we know a little bit, and we asked, you know, some things over the years, but some of those things I've forgotten, but there mm-hmm. were so many, so many things that I just, like, it didn't occur to me. Right. It just didn't even occur to me. I think mm-hmm. we we look at our our parents, but in this in this you know case, we're really focusing in on moms in in just their role, just the dynamic of the parent child relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's so easy for us to to think um, you know that they 
to not think. I guess it's more about not think. Right, that they are a person in another way. They're not just a mom. She right. Knows she has all kinds of other things that she is. Right, exactly. I know, like for us, and probably a lot of you, um, our mom, I mean, I was, I'm older, so I was born when she was 18 years old. When I think back mm -hmm. to when, when I was 18, or, you know, we have children now that have passed the age of 18. And when I think about that, like, wow, what kind of frame of mind? Mm -hmm. Where was my head when I was 18? What was I thinking I wanted to do? And how would that have totally changed the trajectory of my life? Mm -hmm. And it certainly changed the tra trajectory of her life. Oh, for sure. I mean, in a massive way, mm -hmm. as it probably, because, uh, you know, some people uh, have their plan in place, and that's part of the plan. So changing um, the course of their life was something that they've planned and charted and expected. But there's there's plenty of humanity walking the planet mm -hmm. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. that it wasn't unplanned. And then all of a sudden, okay, now what? Right. Well, I think, wasn't she in college or just starting college? Well, that would have been a question I would have asked because I'm not sure. Because, I, yeah, I think because she was such an artist and she was drawing and she was creative. Mm -hmm. And then how did that change that? Yeah, it came to a screeching halt. Right. That's how it changed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and we have we have evidence of some of her art. And she was really mm -hmm. talented. So, so there's that. Right. And, and then it never, you know, it never got picked up again. Right. And so like some questions that we sit here and talk about, like, wow, if she was here, we'd be asking, okay, what was your life like as uh, through childhood. And, and we know some bits and pieces, but I know that there's a lot of, of people that don't. There's a lot of missing gaps, like even in our dad's childhood. I wish mm -hmm. we would have asked him. Mm -hmm. We'll save that for a Father's Day podcast. <laughs> but, you know, there are some big gaps there. And I think also, I wonder if a lot of times some of the information that they share, like that our mom shared with us, maybe she didn't want to share too much mm -hmm. because I think there's a, um, in, maybe call it an instinct um, in a lot of parents to feel like if they share things with their children that maybe are not perceived as positive, that they that might become a burden for their kids or their sure. kids might feel like bad that, sure. you know, like yeah. somehow because they showed up, they thwarted the path Mm -hmm. of their parents, mm -hmm. of, of their mom. And so maybe there's some things that they don't share just because they don't want you to start feeling, you know, taking ownership over their choices. Right. And, and that's, I think sometimes it's like, what were her biggest struggles or challenges or mm -hmm. unexpected experiences that literally changed the course of her life? I mean, we all know there are those defining moments in everyone's lives. And what were those before we came into her life? Yeah. yeah. What are some of the things that she did? Or she like, oh, you know, if I hadn't have done that, I would have done this and put her on the path that she took. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we know that our mom, for instance, as I think most moms are pretty fulfilled with being a mom. There's a lot of fulfillment with just bringing another human being yes, into the yeah. world and being able to nurture them through to adulthood. So that that aspect, I think that she was very fulfilled yes. in her role as a mom. Mm -hmm. But I think everything outside of that, mm -hmm. I know for us and our mom, we, we know beyond the shadow of a doubt, it fell far short of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, mm -hmm. in every other way, personally and professionally, everything fell short. Right. And I think even back when she became a mom, you know, obviously it was a different world and it was about, okay, well, you give up everything for your children and your family. Right. And today it's more about, oh, trying to find that balance. Right. But I'm like, had we been thought about it more, it's like, she was such an artist and that's what she loved to do. Maybe we would have for like Mother's Day given her a whole new like art set or, you know, some paints or classes, you know, easel classes something like that yeah. to kind of get her back to this was her dream. Let's help her get back to that. Right. Yeah. What can we do now to serve you? Because right. you spent exactly. all of your youth serving mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. and being a fantastic mom mm -hmm. in every sense of the word. But now what can we do? other than, you know, something like 
you know, taking you out for dinner, right. taking you for mm -hmm. a, a mani-pedi, again, all good things, but, mm -hmm. but would there have been something like that that would have been so much more meaningful because it would have been such a recognition and acknowledgement of something that we knew was like a calling of her heart, a calling of what right. she would have wanted to do with her life beyond motherhood. Right. She helped support all of our dreams and goals mm -hmm. and everything we wanted. Now it's time to do that for her. And I just never really kind of made that circle to come back and go, she did that for us. How about we do that for her now? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about regrets in a minute, but I mean, yeah. So, so a few good things to think about as you're thinking about more and more about your mom, those of you that have her with you still, if you're fortunate enough to, to still have her, um, we invite you to start with that. Start with just getting really curious and wanting to know. And you know what? I mean, just think about how you feel when somebody asks you something about about you and what you're looking to do. What's your goal? What's your intention? What calls to you? What lights you up? What is it that you're looking to do when somebody takes the time to make an inquiry like that, that's so deep and so personal and so sincere, you, you know, you, that makes you feel really good. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. It, mm -hmm. And I was thinking even uh, last night when we were talking, if you happen to live in the same city, I mean, where your parents grew up, how cool would it be to like ask your mom, it's like when you were young, when you were a kid, what was your favorite park? Mm -hmm. What was your favorite store? Where did you guys go after like on a Friday night and kind of recreate that, go through mm -hmm. those things and drive to that park, drive to that store and get some stories that you never would have heard had you not done that. That's a great idea. So something like yeah. that's fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you think of that? <laughs> 10 years ago. I don't know. When we were all in the same city where she grew up in Phoenix. Busy with children. <laughs> right. And that's just it. Case in point. Right. You're so busy in your own life, which is reasonable. I mean, we all, we all have our things going right. on and most well-balanced parents recognize that and they don't expect you, mm -hmm. but what a wonderful bonus if it occurs to you right. to inquire mm -hmm. or to plan something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, had we not been, you know, so wrapped up in our own lives that we didn't even think about it, right. we could have done exactly that right. when we were all in Phoenix right. at the same time. Because those places trigger memories mm -hmm. that don't, you just don't talk about in a normal manner, everyday life. But when you go, they're like, oh, I remember when I came here, I did this or I met, this is where I met my boyfriend, my first boyfriend or something like that. It's kind yeah. of fun to get those. Oh, that would have been so great. Mm -hmm. And here's a perfect example of that is when when our mom was in in hospice and she was at home and then our two uncles, her two brothers, they and their families, they came down to Phoenix. And then, you know, while we were all together under one roof, right? because we were all there and being back where they grew up, they sat and it triggered all of these stories right. and memories that they had, which was enormously just fantastic. Mm -hmm. We got to hear so many amazing stories. It was, it was awesome. But yeah, had we just thought about it, sooner right so that we could have done that with her had that experience with her mm -hmm. um so yeah what asking them those things planning those types of things mm -hmm. um asking you know would they do something different um you know had they had a crystal ball right um what and and the biggest thing i think for for us and for those of you that are watching or listening what can you do now? Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you what else is interesting too, before we get into talking about a couple of other aspects of this is, um, you know, we have, <laughs> everyone knows you never know what tomorrow's gonna bring, right? We just, you think that you're gonna have all of this time. Mm -hmm. You think you're gonna go like, well, one day I'm gonna sit down and have this conversation with right. my mom or whatever. And, um, and we had like a little switcheroo on us because I had that going in my head with regards to our grandmother, our mother's mom. Mm -hmm. You know, we knew, okay, she's in her nineties. <laughs> Things right. might change when we wake up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So for several years, I had been planning that I had been preparing and planning for that transition to happen. Cause you assume that 
the older one is right. going to go right. before the young didn't give any thought to no, not our mom to getting yeah picking mom's brain no but got all kinds of information about grandmother mm -hmm. you know put together this wonderful dvd got pictures from everybody in the family so all the focus was on that and right. then what happens switcheroo mm -hmm. mom ends up being taken four months before sooner yes she goes yeah. first nobody was prepared for it nobody mm -hmm. even thought that that's not the way it's supposed to happen and then and then here we are you know four months later right <laughs> grandmother follows we were prepared for that one but weren't prepared for the other one right well and not only did she go first when we found out it's like all of a sudden what two three weeks later she was gone when we found out oh there's something you know wrong yeah there's something wrong all of a sudden we only had like two three weeks and then you're just trying to you know trying to just take care of everything going on right now and handle that and come to terms with that information yeah so even then it's not the right time to go oh let's talk uh, about your childhood <laughs> yeah now yes. now that now that we know that there's an expiration date mm -hmm. um we need to cram all of this in and right. get your history mm -hmm. i mean that's just not even it's not no. on your mind no and and it seems weird right that, well, that yeah. almost seems weird <laughs> exactly you know but but anyway um so <laughs> So we were talking about, okay, all of the ways, like thinking about all of the ways that your mom was your best friend and had your best interest at heart. Like, um, I think that it's really easy, especially if you, um, you know, if, if it wasn't always smooth waters when you were a kid, I mean, there are some of you out there that were probably perfect. Like my sister was almost <laughs> perfect, not me. Um, but, uh, but how did they how did they handle you and how can you think about when you reflect back all of the ways that they just really knocked it out of the park that they did so well you didn't recognize it at the mm -hmm. time because you were probably you know probably a a um a teenager who had their own ideas like like me yes. but <laughs> but but like how was your mom your best friend so thinking about not only thinking about that and and now that you're an adult and you have perspective and and hindsight you can look back and go wow i really i really hated my mom for that or i really i really didn't like it when she did that but now i see the bigger picture now i'm so glad she did so not only remembering that thinking about it but then acknowledging her for it and telling her that yeah like pay it off pay her mm -hmm. off mm -hmm. i mean i'll tell you what the ways that um like you probably experienced mom as your best friend in in a lot of ways mm -hmm. like all the time right because like she never did anything wrong <laughs> i mean <laughs> I can't think of one thing wrong that you did, except that one time at the Dairy Queen. <laughs> you, you, yeah, that was a moment. Yeah, that was a moment. We we don't have to go there, but um, you, yeah, um, she was just being a, a little a teenager, a teenager, mm -hmm. and a little. It was ins about me. It was all about her. A little mm -hmm. insensitive, and mm -hmm. and I, um, mom was too nice. Actually, I think right. mom was just exhausted. <laughs> and yeah. She was too nice to yeah. uh, to reprimand you or or put you in your place. So right. I stepped in and. I yeah. did. Yeah. I did. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. in such a big way that we still haven't forgotten it. But, <laughs> but like my mom, my friend and I decided one day it would be a great idea to go shoplift at Target. <laughs> so we, we were in those years. It was a shoplifting phase, um, and and we got caught. And I was like, oh, all I could think of is my dad is going to kill me. Mm -hmm. Dad is going to have a fit, right? Yeah. But. Um, mom gets called and she had my back she knew that if she told him then we were all gonna suffer oh yeah so um she was my best friend she kept it a secret she never told him no she yep mm -hmm. she knew i learned my lesson like mm -hmm. big time that was the end of that phase thank god <laughs> that was the end of that phase <laughs> but um you know i just even then i recognized i was like man my mom is freaking a rock star <laughs> she's doing this for me and and i recognized it and mm -hmm. you know i just like mom you're the best i i appreciated that so much and i i didn't at that time i thought she's really doing this to protect me 
in hindsight, I realized she was not only doing it to protect me, she was doing mm -hmm. it to protect her too, because right. she would have had to hear the wrath of dad, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that would have been just a drag for her too. Yeah. So I think she was protecting us both. Yeah. Just from like all of us. Yes. Yeah. Because it would have been ugly with dad. Yeah. You know, just ugly just, in the way that he would have been he just, so he, oh, he gets angry. so upset. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Angry. Right. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, and ornery and just, right. Ugh. So, <laughs> and I think it's just so easy. I mean, I think it's common to remember, okay, what did they do wrong? What didn't I like about, you know, my, how my, I was parented, mm -hmm. you know, from my mom and my dad are the rules and this and that. It's like, it's so much easier to point out what you didn't like mm -hmm. versus going, what are all the amazing things they did mm -hmm. that back then you truly did not recognize, mm -hmm. you know, what did they give up? you know, to make sure that you had what you wanted. Right. I mean, I know there were times when, you know, we money was tight and all the time we always had, you know, it's like we always had the clothes. We always were, you know, taken care of, you know, and all, you know, good meals and all of that. But mom would be the one to go without so mm -hmm. we could have mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know, we, we needed, we wanted with his, within reason. Right. But it was like, yeah. you know, just those things, how much they give up, mm -hmm. you know, and all the amazing things they do that you don't recognize them, but you do now. Yeah. And I think it is nice to go back and just tell them you recognize that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of sacrifice that went there's on. There's a lot. Yeah. And you just don't see it. You know, mm -hmm. I remember when um, we were old enough, we were probably like 14, 15, 16 ish in that, you know, because by then our dad had left. Right. And it was us girls. Right. Just the three of us. Yeah. And, and my mom always worked every day of her life. Always. She worked. Yeah. Um, since before we were born, mm -hmm. always worked. And, uh, and I remember when she finally, I think she felt like, okay, I have to let them know how much money I make and how much our overhead is because the, otherwise they don't understand why right. when I say, no, I can't do that. They don't understand why right. you, you don't have any concept of that right. when you don't know what the numbers are. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a part-time job. I was always working even mm -hmm. from a very young age, mm -hmm. but, um, I didn't have overhead. I right. just got to keep the money that I earned. So I still didn't have that, you know, that relative, what does this mean and compared to what, you know, what needs to be taken care of? Right. Mm -hmm. What, what's incoming versus what needs to go out? What are the expenses? No mm -hmm. concept of that. So she mm -hmm. sat down and she said, well, here's what, here's what all of this costs and here's how much money I make. And I just, I don't know if you remember that conversation, but I was shocked because obviously we're old enough to do math. Right. And when you see the numbers and you go, oh, I couldn't even figure out how she was doing it. Yeah. Like, how did, I don't how really you even remember make, that. Yeah. You were, you're two and a half years younger. So yeah. you were probably like going out and, you know, winning basketball games because, you know, and um, <laughs> ace, doing my homework. acing tests and <laughs> all the stuff that I never did. <laughs> but, but, but I was working <laughs> and skipping school. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, that was that. That really sunk in. Yeah. And from that moment on, I got it. Mm -hmm. I totally got it. And then when I was working more, because I would have like three, four jobs at one time, there was a period of time there. And then I started buying her stuff. Yeah. I started getting her clothes. Mm -hmm. I started mm -hmm. buying, you know, just pitching in where I could. Right. Um, because then I understood. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it, you know, you just don't know. And no. then and a lot of times they don't tell you like we were, I think that was a blessing that, right. that she shared that with us yes. so that we could put two and two together. But a lot of times parents don't, and then you're out into the world and you have this rude awakening yeah. going. Yeah. Cause they don't want you to worry about it. They don't want you to be concerned, but at the same time, you know, you need to understand how all of that works. Yeah. Yeah. So that mm -hmm. was, that was, I think something, a big plus. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would, I would definitely, that's something I would tell her again, if she was sitting here right now. Mm -hmm. Um, she was my bestie in that she gave me a lot of freedom because I was a super independent child, young person. That's putting it nicely. <laughs> you don't have to put it nicely. <laughs> Spit it out. You definitely had your own mind and how things were going to work. <laughs> I did. I did. And what you were going to do. <laughs> and she gave me a lot of rope. She did, actually. She was really good. because, that, And that's the other thing about her is we are so different mm -hmm. in our ways that obviously parenting you is different than parenting me. Um, and for her to be able to do that successfully yeah, with, you know, two very different children, I think is another thing that, you know, parents don't hear. I mean, uh, those of you who are moms, you know 
how different your children are. Right. And some of them you're like, oh, I, I don't even know how to relate to them. <laughs> you know, and some of them you think you're not doing a good job, but then you find out later, you know what, it was. They just didn't want you to know <laughs> at the time. And that was her. She did an amazing job with both of us and adjusted her parenting style to us. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even mm -hmm. think about that. But you're right, because that's what I've done with my own children mm -hmm. too. Very different personalities. Um, you know, it, it just different in um, every way with the exception of, you know, a, a morality and core value system and, you know, family right. values and all right. that. But as far as how they, how they move through the world and mm -hmm. how they moved through school and all that mm -hmm. very, very differently. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so you, you can't just, <laughs> you can't treat them the same. And that was exactly how it was for mm -hmm. us. So for a mom to be able to, um, to, to be able to show up the way that she needed to for each child right. to be able to you know thrive in their own way that's a skill it is and it's like and you just have to learn that i mean mm -hmm. that's the thing it's like you have to have a license to drive you have to have a license to do all these other things but anyone can be a parent mm -hmm. you know and it's like and there really is no i mean there is no guidebook there's no rule book you just figure it out Right. You know, I mean, I remember it's like when I had our son, it's like, you know, you come home and you set him down. You're like, okay, now what? <laughs> what I, do like, this? I have this little person. Now what? Right. So, you right. know, it's a lot. And they, you know, she did an amazing job. Amazing job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll say good parenting. I'll tell you one of the things um, I reflect on a lot now is, OK, so besides the obvious things like we were well cared for and we were loved unconditionally. And um, even though we didn't have a lot, because I would say you know, knowing what I know now, looking back, we were definitely like lower middle class. Yes. We were yes. on the low end of middle class. Mm -hmm. um, but we still had everything that we needed. Right. And, you know, we were still safe and we were still loved and we were still cared for. And, mm -hmm. and that's the main thing. Mm -hmm. um, and anything I look at it now as an adult, that anything beyond that is just a bonus. Right. You know, you don't look at that like that as a kid. Yeah. But that's how I do now. Mm -hmm. But um, like I look at where the things that I um, get lit up about now and the things that I love and the things that serve me so well in all aspects of my life. And one of them was that she instilled such a love of reading to us. Oh, yes. From mm -hmm. the time as young as I can remember mm -hmm. before school. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we've both carried with us throughout our entire lives. Yes. And I, I think that that's been such a gift. Oh, it is. It's like, I love reading and it's nice because I've passed it on to my son. Right. You know, and it's, and there's just, your world is so much bigger when you read. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, like you always have like three or four books going at one time and that's what she loved. And she did share that with us. And that I think is huge. Yeah. Invaluable mm -hmm. for sure. And that, that's one of, one of my favorite things outside of the obvious other things. Um, but um, the love of reading, um, she also set us on the path that we consider to be our spirituality now as yes. well, mm -hmm. which is a big, which is a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, um, you know, that's been a massive influence in our lives. And not only that, but that particular influence, um, or I shouldn't say influence, but I should say introduction mm -hmm. and invitation. It was really more about, you know, right. she never pushed anything on us, no. but she's like, here, you might like this. Right. Here, you might like that. Mm -hmm. Consider, you know, so it was really more of an introduction and an invitation. Right. And, but those things just resonated with us so well. And those are the very things that helped us, um, I think, get through that process of losing her in about the best way you possibly could. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think having that to lean into mm -hmm. and having the belief system that we do and we both have the same one. Right. We were able to really be strong together and uh, and lean into that. And it was super, super helpful when it came time for her to um, to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell you what else. Our mom um, was ahead of her time. Uh, Absolutely. I was going to say there were so many things that were instilled in us or shared with us or nurtured mm -hmm. in us mm -hmm. that are so common today that were not back then. I mean, as two, you know, women, you know, two girls, 
it was always like, you can do and achieve whatever you want, whatever you choose, whatever you focus on. She always supported everything. Mm -hmm. And it was never, you can't do that. Or, you know, that's a boy's thing or anything like that. It was always just as a person, mm -hmm. you know, she supported us, you know, always believe in yourself and never, ever, ever let anyone tell you what you can or cannot do. Yeah. And I think that's another great thing to, for listeners um, and viewers to just think about that too. What, how did how did they your mom support you how what are the things that maybe you if you think back and start thinking back in a really granular sense that you can come up with and go wow you know what i didn't even realize that that came from her right if you follow the thread back mm -hmm. to your youth oftentimes these things lead right back to your parent and you just mm -hmm. but you've lost the thread because you're just not paying attention um, but she was, our mom was so ahead of her time that in the seventies, she was giving us affirmations. Yes. She was mm -hmm. look, starting to look into, uh, healthier ways to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, she was not my favorite phase. Still, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still working on her. You guys, I'm, I got her now under my roof for a while. So <laughs> let the games begin. Yeah. But, uh, but, um, but yeah, she was doing those things way before. So, yeah. so we were already kind of into visualization mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just vision, envisioning your future and mapping it out and doing affirmations and, uh, just a broader new thought spirituality. That was all stuff that she was doing in the seventies. Right. And so we were getting seeds of that mm -hmm. planted and exposed to that when we were teenagers. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll tell you what else was really good. Here's one thing that I really, I really resented two things. <laughs> but I really resented at the time, I should say. I'm, I'm good with it now though. I'm thankful, I'm grateful. So there was, um, so when we were, when I was like, I don't know, 13, 14, one of the things that I had done with my best friend at the time was we'd started a business we literally turned our babysitting into a business. Oh, that's right. So we had mm -hmm. like regular clients every Friday night, Saturday night, Wednesday night. Um, and we literally did that for until we could learn to drive. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, forget about that. So, um, <laughs> but that's how we made our money then. And, um, and we did pretty well. But uh, one of the clients that we took on actually said, well, I don't need you to babysit. I'd like you to clean my house, house cleaning. Oh. And we thought, okay, well, we'll try that, you know we're, we're going to get paid. So we'll do that. Well, that turned out to be an awful job <laughs> because the lady, her name was Mrs. Hammerstein. She was like an old German lady. And she was, she was like this just wicked taskmaster. I don't remember. Yeah. You, you were doing your own thing. Um, but my girlfriend and I were doing this house cleaning for her and she was, she was not a nice woman. And so my girlfriend decides I'm done with this. I'm not coming back. And she basically just doesn't come back. But our mom says, you can't just not show up. You need to go tell her that you're quitting. You, oh, you need to let her know. Yes. You don't just, you know, we didn't call it that then, but you don't just ghost somebody, right. you know, mm -hmm. but um, that's what my girlfriend did. And mom made me, she literally drove me over there and made me go up to the door and tell her that I basically quit. I wasn't coming back, which, you know, when you're like 13 yes. and you're like this like German woman, she, she was like a, uh, a very mean looking Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, <laughs> right? And she comes to the door and I'm like shaking, you know, and I, I don't remember what I said, but obviously I, I gave her the message that I would not be returning to clean her house anymore. And, uh, it was a very scary moment for a young girl and I got back in the car and that was done. Um, and I, I was really not happy with mom for making me do that. But now yeah. I realize that that was the proper thing to do. That mm -hmm. was part of the work ethic that we developed and, and that I developed mm -hmm. from a young age because she said, no, you can't, you can't just not do that. Mm -hmm. The other one was when, uh, was when I was 16 and by then we're driving. So we're no longer cleaning houses or babysitting. We're going out to parties. And, and then we had like other jobs, like at stores and stuff. So mm -hmm. I had a job at the, uh, local drugstore 
And we were out, I must've had like a Saturday morning shift or a Sunday morning shift. And being 16, you know, we went out and like to a kegger or something the night before. Kegger. A kegger. <laughs> that's, that's what you do when you're 16. And, and uh, so I got up and I was hungover. I mean, oh, I felt yeah. awful. I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, I can't go to work. I need to call in sick. And she's mm -hmm. like, oh no, you don't. Mm -hmm. You're going. And she made me get up and she made me walk to work. But it was not like it was, you know, five miles in the snow. I mean, right. it was summertime right. and it, it was like far. three blocks away. Right. But still, you know how it is when you feel in, like right. that. Yeah, all you want to do is, you know, stay under the covers and, right. and pray for the next day to come quickly. <laughs> but she made me get up. She made me walk, mm -hmm. which was actually made me feel better. Right. I probably didn't tell her that. But, but yeah, that was one of the things that at the time I was like, I do not like you. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but. I look back, I'm like, that was the absolute right thing to do. Mm -hmm. She knocked it out of the park. So when you're thinking about some of those things, you're mad about your mom from when you were young and, you know, think about the value that maybe that instilled in you that you can recognize now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. As mm -hmm. an adult. Um, so I think the other thing I, I liked about mom was that she didn't necessarily, she didn't shove the lesson down your throat. Mm -mm. She kind of like would lay some things out and you'd kind of figure it out on your own. And I remember one time when I went out in high school and had a little too much to drink. Really? I, one time. One time, of course. <laughs> and I remember calling her because it was always, you know, call if you, you know, drink too much or whatever. Don't drive all of that. She's always good. So I called. She came and got us. All my friends dropped everyone off on the way home. I'm like, stop, throw up. <laughs> You know, get, and she never amateur. She, I know she never said anything until the next morning. She mm. was like, "Not as much fun coming up as it is going down." <laughs> never another word. That was it. But that's all I needed. I yep. learned the lesson on my own. Mm. So it was always kind of like that gentle lesson. <laughs> yeah, because some things, um, it's just pretty obvious, right? It's like, well, she recognized that you probably learned, and she didn't really right. need to, you know. There's no berating. <laughs> there's no yelling. There's no, you know, this awful, you know, conversation humiliating you, you. None of that. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Well, how'd that work? Yeah. Out? Yeah. That was more of a dad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She made up for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what about regrets? I think for me, probably really my only regret is not being more present for her, mm -hmm. you know, just as, you know, she got older and, you know, things were going on in her life and kind of knowing, you know, things here and there, it's like, oh, you know, as we all go through our ups and downs, not just being more present and taking the time to go, how can I help you? What is it you're going through? There's something going on, you know, it's like, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. And kind of going, okay. Mm -hmm. And just moving on instead of going, no, you know, yeah. what there, there's something in your tone. What is that? And taking the time to really find out what that is and how I could help her mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. Dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. It's like, oh, it's mom. She'll be fine. Your mom's always fine. She'll figure it out. You kind of just taking that time is my probably biggest regret. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, I have that, uh, my version of that too. Just, mm -hmm. um, just being more involved in what's going on exactly right you know tell mm -hmm. me tell me more about that right because we all are so close you know we could be pretty intuitive about that right and so knowing that feeling like ah, should have should have would have could have yeah kind of thing yeah um done a little more right know. right um and i think for me too um so besides that asking for more of her story to fill in more of the gaps yes. like we already talked about mm -hmm. um I definitely struggle with, there's a few moments that stand out where I was just like insensitive. I mean, I mm -hmm. should have treated her with more respect all the time, mm -hmm. most of the time, especially as we got older. But there are definitely some times where I was either completely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Completely insensitive and just like disrespectful. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of times that I I remember behaving that way, and that uh, that is something that as a you know now where I am now in my life, I'm like I don't know why why would I be why was I so such a brat yeah you know yeah and then and then there were a couple of times where you know where it was just like it was just rude and then there was you know a couple of times where I 
the intention was really good, but I should have come at it a little bit. I was too direct. Like I should have come at it a little bit differently mm-hmm. for her, a little right. more gently. Right. And I was like, you know, right between the eyes. Yeah. Um, so there's a few of those. There's a handful of those that I was that I kick myself yeah. for. I'm like, why, you know, this woman who deserved to be on a pedestal what was, what on earth, I guess, you know, I mean, it's, I'm not really asking the question because I know it was just simple, uh, aspects of immaturity, I think Mm -hmm. aspects of that, Mm -hmm. um, aspects of, you know, sometimes the people that are closest to you, it's easier. You just forget that they're, that they deserve as much respect or more than anyone else, more. those mm-hmm. that are closest to you. Right. But because there's always that unconditional love, mm-hmm. it's easy to um, minimize that right. and to behave in ways that you really have no business behaving in. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I own that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say for, for those of you listening that, again, if you, if you have moments like that, uh, where you think, oh, I wish I would have, you know, not said that, or I wish I would have done this differently or said that differently. If your mom's still with you, what are you waiting for? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, have the conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. own it, mm-hmm. own up to it. Mm-hmm. You just can't even imagine how that's going to affect her, right? And you, because yes. otherwise, you carry it around. Mm-hmm. And trust me, once they, once you no longer have them, um, and then you have nowhere to put that. It doesn't just go away. No. It takes up a home somewhere until you come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. So what do you do when, you know, a lot of you like us, all right, she's already gone. And maybe you have some of these things like we're talking about, like, oh, the shoulda, woulda, couldas. Um, There are some things, though, that you can do to just come come to peace with that. Mm-hmm. and and come to terms with it i think you know one of the things that that we do is we talk about we talk about those things right. to each other mm-hmm. so if you have somebody that you you know another sibling or a, a close friend a confidant that you can just speak it and own it that is super helpful mm-hmm. don't you think i think it is a lot yeah we talk about that and it's like mm-hmm. how how i maybe had one situation and how you had a different and, you know, you just come at it different ways. And it's kind of, it's kind of a weird thing that since she is our mom, it's kind of like when I'm like, oh, well, she would have said this or she would have done that or she would have understood. I think that's helpful to hear mm-hmm. because we know her. Right. And we know how should it, we, she would have reacted. And it's like, oh, and she would have said, thank you for admitting that. And, you know, she still loves you and all of that, you know? So it's, I think it helps because it's kind yeah. of coming from her in a way. Yep. Totally, totally. So I, I think speaking it with somebody, processing it with someone, talking about the things that you wish you would have done, could have mm-hmm. done, regrets, all of this stuff. If you behaved badly, you can talk about it with somebody and that's really helpful. Yes. That's yeah. It's awesome. It is. It's very healing. It's very helpful. And it helps mm-hmm. you to um, um, not get stuck in that negative place. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think... Um, so so part of that is yes confessing your regrets and if you don't have someone to do it with like i do this all the time i just talk to her right and i just talk to her i just Mm -hmm. give my i own my stuff i say i should have never done that and i apologize Mm -hmm. i say i'm sorry i should have never Mm -hmm. done that i was or said that or whatever it was that i feel you know felt bad about right I have the conversation and I just do it and I say it again, I own it. So even if you don't have somebody you can have that conversation with, you don't need someone. Right. You just need to to own it and speak it even just to their um, their their entity, I guess. Yeah, you just talk like they're physically there. Right. You know, just exactly. Because I think I talk to her every day. Yeah. And say things and ask questions. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, like I said, just the, the speaking of it and the physicalness of getting it out mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. It really does. And, and another way that you can do that is writing a letter. Mm-hmm. You can literally write her a letter, write out all the stuff that you need to get out, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, you can just literally throw it all up on paper and 
then you can just burn it. Right. And say, then just burn it. Then just burn it. Mm -hmm. But it is the, the key is that process of getting it from, from here, from your head and your heart out. Getting it out. You, Mm -hmm. you must express it. And that act of the expressing, whether it's verbally or on paper, that is the key thing right there. Mm-hmm. Once it's expressed and once you've owned what you feel you need to own or should to own, that is the, a huge healing piece of it mm-hmm. right there. And you're able to just breathe and you're able to think less and less and less. You're able to forgive yourself if you feel like you've not forgiven right. yourself. Yeah. I think that's really, really big. Um, that's, and that's the last piece really is being able to forgive. Um, and then, and then being willing to accept that wherever they are, whatever your belief is in, you know, after you've transitioned, um, but being willing to accept that wherever they are, they know what you just expressed and there's Mm -hmm. only love now. Right. It's there's, there's only love because I mean, in our belief, um, we believe that the, uh, the essence of each of us, it just, it's, it's eternal goes on. So even though she's not here physically and we miss her physical presence, we know that she's always, she's mm-hmm. still here. She's still somewhere. She told us yesterday. She told us she did. <laughs> that was an, that was an interesting thing that popped up, right? Yes. <laughs> Circle back around to that in a minute, I think. But, um, but they're in the realm of the all knowing. That's mm-hmm. how I say it. I think right. once, once you're here out of the, the limited realm of being a human in the limited capacity of our, of our minds to be able to process stuff that's just beyond, um, you have to, I think, have faith that once you're not here, you're back into the realm of the all-knowing, which means you see and know all of the pieces. You know everything. There's just all of the stuff is no longer the stuff. There's just love that's left. Mm -hmm. So they're okay. It's just us here. It's just us here still left that needs to process this and put it in the right place so that, so that we don't let it negatively affect us as we continue on our human journey. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, maybe we'll end with that little piece. (laughs) She, she does show up in mysterious ways. And so (laughs) she does. So what happened yesterday? Well, we were just, again, talking about mom and doing this and, Mm -hmm. Um, I happen to be on an app, um, where whenever someone from that's in my list of contacts joins that app, their name pops up. Well, I still have my mom in my phone and it popped up that, uh, she had just joined the app yesterday, (laughs) (laughs) which there was for a loop (laughs) until Lori, I think figured it out. Well, yeah, it it was really the, the, the timing of it though was uncanny because yes, yes, we've been kind of talking about this for a couple of days and just, um, you know, just preparing a little bit of notes about what we wanted to talk about today. So she's been, she's been up for us. And all of a sudden Teresa looks at her phone and goes, look who just joined. And she shows, (laughs) and there's her mom's name. And uh, we just look at each other. Well, that's, how'd she do that? She was ahead of her time. Yes. Um, anyway, we, we yes, we we think there's probably a a logical explanation, but we're gonna go with the other one that's way more fun. Right. And like yeah, she always said, we could always reach her on the internet on her deathbed. She mm-hmm. kept saying over and over, "You can always reach me on the internet." Yes, and uh, she has shown up um, in some mysterious ways ever since then. <laughs> on the internet, uh, yep, via the internet. So yes. you know, that's make fun. of it what you will. It's mm-hmm. fun, mm-hmm. but. Anyway, I think, uh, I, I think so, that's, yeah. how about a favorite memory of mom? Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I have a lot. Uh, you go first. Okay. Cause I have one. Yes. Okay. So in my job, I travel a lot and I had the opportunity to take her to Egypt mm. and which, you know, if you're a spiritual person and you mm-hmm. know about the pyramids and, and all of that, um, I was able to take her there for 10 days. And I remember her saying that it was just like one of her dreams and it was a trip of a lifetime for her. Mm. And I was obviously, you know, so happy that I could do that for her. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. It's probably better than Top any that. of mine. Of course she's, of course. <laughs> of course she goes, Top that. I took her to Egypt. What you do. What you do. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Yeah, you know, I like how you just threw that at me too. She didn't even tell me she was thinking about that earlier. So I'd have time to come up, call my favorite memory. No. That's that's how she is though, you guys. You see what I had to grow up with. Every once in a while I gotta slide one in. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So um, all right. If there were this is kind of um like a thing that we would do. So it's like a bunch in, in one, but it was an activity that we would frequently do. Um, and that was, I don't think you could get much more opposite than your trip to freaking <laughs> Egypt to see the pyramids. Pyramids. <laughs> I, I loved it when on Saturday mornings we would get up and we would um, oftentimes we'd go pick up grandma and grandma and mom and you and me would go garage sailing. Mm. We would spend Saturday yes. morning, we would gather up our change. <laughs> our change. We would literally, that's back when, I'm really dating yes. us now, that's back when you could literally return glass pop bottles for change. Right. Remember the deposits? Yes. Anyway, we would gather up our change and then we would go hit garage sales and then we would go and have breakfast together. Right. Mm -hmm. To me, that was, those were some of the best times. Yes. Yeah. It was just those were fun. It was. It was mm -hmm. summertime mm -hmm. and it was just us girls and we thought we were just having we had a blast. We did. That was fun. It was just mm -hmm. quality time hanging out and then we'd go have coffee and breakfast and real simple. Mm -hmm. Really 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 sim really simple. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't involve a plane ticket. No pyramids. <laughs> no pyramids. <laughs> but yeah. So uh I'd have to say that that activity that we did on a fairly regular basis in right. the summertime. Mm -hmm. That was, that, those are some of my favorite. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, there are a lot of others, but mm -hmm. yeah. So the, just the time, spend the time, whether it's, yeah, a, a trip around the world or, right. or just hanging out, having breakfast together. Mm -hmm. Just time. Time. Mm -hmm. Time. Yep. And that was one of the best things we did um, for that last, I guess, was it birthday or was it Mother's Day when we went to Palm Springs? Mother's Day. It was. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. last Mother's Day that she was here, um, I had this feeling. She yeah. had a funny feeling. And, yeah. I, and I remember calling you going, I don't think I want to do the usual manicure, pedicure, brunch, you know, mm -hmm. flowers, that kind of thing. It's like, I think we need to spend some time. Yeah. And so we, we uh, you and me and our daughter, Montana, uh, we got her and we all went to Palm Springs mm -hmm. for that. We just, dro we drove there where it was only a couple hours away, right. spent the day, the night, part of the next day. And mm -hmm. we just hung out together yeah. and we just spent the time and we had so much fun, mm -hmm. but it's a good thing we did because yeah. that was, um, that was the last one. Yep. That was the last one we've, mm -hmm. but we, we followed our intuition. We said, and you said, mm -hmm. yeah, I think so too. And mm -hmm. let's, let's put it together. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think, um, I'm glad we did that. And had we only known, yeah, we would have. Uh, we wouldn't probably be having a lot of this conversation right now. But hopefully, hopefully, our conversation and, and some of the things that we have shared will give you pause to stop and think about your mom, whether she's with you or without you, or or you're without her. I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, either way, there are still some things that you can do to um, have a much better feeling. Um, how you feel about her, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about the relationship mm -hmm. moving forward. Mm -hmm. If you just uh, give some of these things a try or some thought and see what happens. I think that your mom, no matter where she is, would probably really be delighted. I think it really would mean a lot to her, her, her consciousness, her awareness, and her heart. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. All right. That's a wrap, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know what? Give us some feedback. If you try any of these things, I would love to yes. hear about it. Send send an email or put a note. Um, it would be it'd be really good to hear. I'd be I'd be very curious. I hope it works for you and you give some thought and you have a really fabulous Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. um, if you like what you heard here, please um, share it. Uh, we must share the good shift around <laughs> and uh, subscribe if you haven't already and make sure that um, you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Give us a five-star rating and review too. That would be just peachy. <laughs> <laughs> and until next week, stay feisty, my friends. Stay curious and go make some epic shift happen in your lives. That goes for you too, Gary Vee. <laughs>